0: hello there so uh, this is my own podcast uh, and there might be a couple guest appearances uh, later on i have no clue but welcome to the first episode of comic book into the comic verse and here's the thing we all talk about comic book movies right and of course they're great i love them but um, no one talks about comic books i mean of course i'm very sure people there are people who do so but maybe in india i don't think there are many or there are i don't know like none and uh, here's the thing i love comic books see there are so many storytelling mediums right you got films you got television series you got dance you got music right you have plays you have novels and you have comic books and comic books are such an influential uh, part uh, in the entertainment industry and most of the big bo- then most of the big blockbusters that come out these days are from you know the comic books uh, medium And no one talks about them. And here's the thing. I have a couple comic books. And I'm like, you know what? I want to talk about them. I have a YouTube channel called Detox. It's detox efficient. Uh, But I don't think that's a safe place to uh, upload podcasts per se. Because that is more of a review sometimes. Slash video essay style channel. With, you know, podcast is a podcast. So I'm just gonna, uh, you know, rant about... Not rant, like talk about these comic books. So... Well, in this episode, we're going to be talking about three issues of uh, three Spider-Man issues. Um, So this is from like the early 70s or 80s Spider-Man comic books that I have some lying around. And so today uh, we're going to be talking about issue number 143, issue number 144 and issue number 145. Okay, uh, I think, you know, I think they're great, of course, with some flaws in them. But uh, you know what? Let's just get into it. So in issue number 143 you know we see spidey swinging across uh, new york city you know to establish a sense of familiarity uh, within the location and the character right and he on going to the daily bugle he realizes that jay jonah is missing and he does not know where he went and so turns out uh, on talking to robbie robertson the other person working in the daily bugle uh, J jo- jay jonah has been kidnapped right so that sets the you know plot in motion and all, all of these stories are like bits and pieces of a huge arc. It's called like the Gwen Stacy arc and you'll understand why that is. But by this point in the story, Gwen Stacy is dead. Okay, Green Goblin has killed Gwen. And uh, so this is where we are at the story right now. And so Peter is in a slight place of despair. But we'll see how it goes. And so uh, J. Jonah has been kidnapped. And uh, they know that uh, the kidnappers have asked... Ransom and uh, they are in Paris, right? So uh, Robbie decides to go to Paris with Peter right, and so that sets the you know plot in motion and uh, also as is going on we start Establishing the relationship between MJ and Peter because since Gwen is gone well MJ can come into the picture uh, You know from a writing perspective, but for Peter it's also a way of moving on right so <clears throat> he is good friends with MJ now, and uh, before leaving, uh, they have a nice little kiss. So that was cool. Uh, but it's to show that these guys are getting uh, really close, and in times of despair, they are finding comfort in each other. And so that was a you know a pretty good scene. And so we see Spidey uh, swinging across uh, in swinging in Paris once he reaches there, as Robbie goes uh, goes out and tries to secretly negotiate with the kidnappers spidey is swinging and i just adore those panels of him swinging it's like here's the thing paris it looks beautiful paris is paris is definitely beautiful right but here it's com it's in comic form so maybe the colors and all have to be different and i just absolutely love their drawing the inking and the coloring of these comic books right i think uh, the reason i love the art style because it's very simple it's a very simple art style and uh, it gives a lot of the creators a lot of freedom to experiment with the colors and there are scenes where uh, the sky is dark blue and the uh, moon is uh, orange now i don't think that would i think i don't think it would look like that in real life but i just love how blue and orange are these two contrasting colors there are these contrasting colors in the color wheel right that people you know uh, study in like lighting and cinematography and that creates contrast right and that stands out more and I don't know I think it just makes Paris look extremely gorgeous from a stylistic point of view within the comic and Spidey is swinging across all the magnificent buildings and that gives you an idea of the structure of the city and that's just great I just love love those panels and so basically what happens is uh, Robbie Robertson he gets attacked by these bunch of goons and Spidey comes and saves them you know classic and um, then something happens. This huge tornado, like, cyclone just comes and attacks these guys and uh, takes away Robbie and the goons. So this is where the first issue ends, right? So it turns out there's a there's a super villain in Paris that has kidnapped J. Jonah Jameson. And so this is where we end the first issue. And then, uh, you know, we go into the next issue, which is issue number 144, uh, which is, you know, again, we see Spidey swinging across paris and going back to his um, peter parker persona to investigate right and i just love those panels of him swinging because here's the thing since he's swinging you can see him swinging but he's also thinking to himself and talking to himself right and that's when you get to see spidey's thought process or more more like mostly peter's thought process you know he's thinking about his role as Spider-Man or what's going on within the plot and who's the new villain and why would they kidnap J. Jonah Jameson or even some comedic bits showing how much he despises J. Jonah Jameson yet he still has to save him because you know he's kidnapped so you know he has to be saved And, and, and I just love these thought bubbles because they provide you an internal look into the character of Peter Parker right? You have all these text bubbles saying things and dialogues and stuff and Peter, uh, Spidey's quips and, you know, those are great. But I think that in those moments, in those panels of him swinging across town and talking to himself or thinking to himself, you really get to establish Peter's thought process. You know, what he thinks of life and all these things and, and his responsibilities of being a superhero. Those things are very key and vital to the character of Spider-Man and that the comic does extremely well. And so basically what happens is, um, in uh, this time, uh, in the previous comic book, there was just one linear storyline, right? Peter is going to Paris uh, to find J. John Jameson, and they get attacked by this new supervillain. So it is a complete, you know, this narrative is just straightforward. Here the narrative switches a little bit. Uh, the story of the cyclone villain is still going on. Sure, in Paris, but there's also a another intertwined side plot line, which is also setting up the bigger thing. So that's pretty cool. Um, as Peter's swinging, he, he turns back into Peter and he goes to investigate. Uh, which I like. You know, the root of what's going on. And Robbie's also kidnapped. So, uh, I love this because Peter's being an active protagonist right now, right? He's actively seeking answers to whatever's going on, and he's trying to solve the problems by himself. Uh, which I think Spider-Man Far From Home lacked because Peter was a very passive, slightly boring character. The only reason I did still like him is because he's played by Tom Holland. So, But other than that, here we don't have that, right? Here it's comics, it's a different medium. So I love that Peter's uh, is being an active protagonist and he's seeking all these questions and stuff. And then what's the other side plotline I was talking about? Well, we see... Um, him peter calling aunt may to just check up on her and you know she's she see if she's all right and that's just a heartful moment right it's like being a superhero is a huge thing of course and fighting these bad guys the superpowers is is very grand but peter still makes the time to talk to his aunt that's such a nice that's just a genuine uh you know thing and i don't know it makes us care for peter a bit more and makes us care about aunt may a little bit more because she's flattered by this right so here's what happens uh we see after that call aunt may and mary jane's mom i forgot her name i'll call her miss watson uh they both are talking because these these guys guys like young old uh, not young these old ladies and they're talking about life and you know they're talking about life and things like that which also fleshes out the character even more and they're talking about how it was so upsetting what happened to gwen stacy right she is so young and you know they were even saying that i wish i had died so that she couldn't have she was too young just just did not she did not deserve this right so we get to see that they can also be selfless you know if the time is needed and so i don't know i I just like these little moments of character that fill out on their uh what do you say like thought process and motivation and things like that i don't know i just i just miss sometimes miss that sometimes in a lot of comic book stories right everything is so grand and everything is so focused on the plot that i think some of the internal character moments just uh, get you know sidelined so here's what happens. Uh, they're talking about um, uh, Gwen Stacy and now they're like, you know what, let's just stop talking about this. Let's focus on the positive. Let's, f- let's focus on the life we have. And that's a very optimism, optimistic outlook on life, which is nice. But then Aunt Min nearly has a heart attack because she sees Gwen. And I just, I cannot get the image of that panel out of my mind because it's such a revealing moment. Plus Gwen is mostly in that panel red drawn. She's mostly covered in shadows and, and she's lit by these gorgeous yellow and purple lights you know again some some great contrasting colors and this also has this error like layer of mystery around it and it's it's just beautifully drawn and so that's when the plot starts so aunt May is like oh my god she's dead what did i see and then she goes to the hospital because she's old as hell and so then we got back to peter and the cyclone stuff and uh, in that little moment, uh, J- we we see Cyclone and J. Jonah Jameson, and Robbie Robertson kidnapped, and his goons are there, and they're in a church. And um, well, uh, uh, Cyclone gives Cyclone's a pretty forgettable character, right? But then again, that's not the main point of the story. The main point of the story is Peter, because I'm actually way more interested in the Gwen Stacy and the Peter and the. Uh, Mary Jane dynamic the human drama is a bit more emotionally engaging for me rather than the superhero stuff which is you know maybe that's what's so appealing about spider-man the superhero stuff the action is great but the human drama is even greater maybe that's why he resonates with us even more rather than let's say it's just an action 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 comic with no soul to it well this certainly has a soul so um This villain Cyclone, he gives his backstory by saying that he created these weapons and uh, the Americans didn't buy them, saying that people only buy American stuff and how he was humiliated, all those things, you know, we see his backstory. It's not a great backstory, but it's just something to fill out a little motivation that he gives in a in an expository, exposition-style manner. And then, you know, Spidey saves the day and maintains a secret identity uh, without letting them know that he's Peter Parker. And uh, we see him as he's going back to New York after retrieving uh, Jay Jonah and Robbie. He's thinking about NG a little bit, right? He's like, hmm, that's you know, that quite a kiss. So maybe you're setting up the relationship between those two. But then what happens? Peter walks out. He sees Miss Watson outside his apartment. He's like, what happened? And then which Miss Watson's too shocked. He runs inside his apartment and what happens in the last panel? We see Gwen Stacy. It's, it's, it's mind-blowing because she looks so worried and tender and Peter's also shocked because, you know, she was the love of his life and she just died and Peter had to go through a lot of trauma after that. And the last panel was just so powerful because he's just so sh- taken aback by this and even Gwen is a little, seeming a little worried and she does not know what's going on and that's where the issue ends then you have the last issue for this podcast which is issue number 145 and in this issue the first page i love the first page um uh, gwen is behind peter peter sitting by the stairs he's shocked he looks traumatized and there's this there's this sort of uh half transparent look this translucent spider-man uh and he's just towering over peter and he's saying something like ha gotcha didn't it Huh, you will this thing this 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 awful lifestyle will never leave you, you know. And you no matter how many times you fought as me, you still have to go through this shit. And I just love that. It it embodies the character of Spider-Man and Peter Parker. Right? Peter Parker is a good man doing the right thing all the time. And he's, and still he goes through a, a whole lot of shit. And he's not he's a flawed man, sure. I'm not saying he's perfect, but for the most part, he's a good he's a good man and he does the right things and still he doesn't deserve all this bad stuff going you know, happening to him but he still perseveres and manages to be spider-man which is why he's so iconic and inspiring right and so peter's traumatized and he pushes gwen away he's like you're an imposter and gwen is like you're hurting me and she's like get off you you sick woman you imposter and he just pushes her away which is a, an understandable Thing We don't want Peter to do this, but this makes sense if, he's, if you see it from his point of view, right? And he's, a, he's just a very sad and depressed fellow. And then he dresses up as Spidey and swings away to, you know, sort of run away from his problems, which I really like. And he goes to Aunt May in, uh, in the hospital to meet her because even she was traumatized after seeing Gwen. And I just love that scene where Peter just runs up to her, changes, and meets her, and he's just really worried, and he's just thinking that Aunt May has done so much for me. Why am I even Spider-Man? I'm just putting her under constant stress and pressure, and oh my god, he's just, you know, again, they use the thought bubbles to flesh out his character and his internal thought process, which I love. And then Aunt May is like, Peter, hey, why do you look so washed up? Did you take a bath? And also, I love that, because again, it, it just, you know, maintains this uh aunt may's character as a very caring and loving aunt even in the face of death she's still caring about me did her is her nest, is her nephew okay you know and i just love that i just love that and then um uh scorpion comes out of prison so again we have the uh, villain of the week style uh, storylines which of course it isn't as strong as the human drama but then again it has a sense of nostalgia to it right like hey villain of the week last week was cyclone this week is scorpion so i don't know i have this nostalgic feels like sense to it so maybe that's why i forgave it um but it's certainly one of the weaker aspects i did not care as much about scorpion coming back but i cared more about gwen coming back and seeing how much consequences it's going to take and how much how it's going to take a toll on these characters so uh, scorpion comes back and he wreaks havoc and spidey stops him obviously uh, but again as we said we are more interested in the human drama And Peter comes back to the hospital and he sees Gwen and all his um, college friends are there. And uh, turns out that Gwen is the true Gwen. Uh, Gwen's body from the grave is still there. But they checked her fingerprints and DNA and stuff and it's still Gwen. And so Peter's really shocked and... Gwen hugs Peter and Peter embraces her finally instead of pushing her away uh, because you know he got her back and Gwen's also like I have no clue what happened. I'm, please help me, Peter. I'm so confused and you know it's just that's just a, and, and the last panel was a great panel because Peter's embracing Gwen. Gwen is crying with frustration and confusion and th- and and my favorite part is MJ is there uh, to the sideline. Literally, she's just she's just thrown to the side and she is uh, looking a little worried because you know she was gonna be from a writing perspective she was going to be peter's love interest but from a story perspective she was going to be with peter again and they were finding affection towards each other and then gwen came back in between to sort of break that uh, uh you know break that relationship but then again we don't know we do not know what happened we know something happened and we know from so the whole way the whole way the story is written and structured we know that there's a villain lurking around somewhere we have no idea who it is we have no idea where this villain is but we know something is wrong, right? How can Gwen just come back? We have no clue. I mean, I know what it is because I've read the comic earlier. But, you know, I just want to talk about it right now. So, there's a villain. And uh, that villain is very mischievous. And that villain has something planned up. Something cooking that we have we have no idea what's going on. And so, um, do you want to know who the villain is? Well you have to uh, come back for the next podcast <laughs> uh, where uh, we'll be talking about the next few issues and i think i'll uh, since i talked about three issues of spider-man i think i'll be talking about the next three issues and uh, then we'll get to know the villain and maybe what happened so i really hope you like this podcast uh it's short i i did not know it was going to be going for you know this much amount of time but uh well i hope you liked it and making sh- i'm just gonna make sure I'm going to be talking about comics for sure because i love comic books and it's just a fantastic medium that no one talks about and i feel like i should be doing that but i'm also going to be talking about movies that i will not be talking about in my youtube channel i think some videos on my youtube channel may, like i make them and i know that this will probably get a certain amount of views for a certain audience so i'll make some popular stuff there. i'll make some video essays there here this is for a bit more long form sort of videos and this is very unscripted, right? I script my videos in the, for the videos, and here I just have some points and I just um, improvise and I speak. And so we're going to be talking about films and shows. I think I want to be talking about Wandavision a little bit more. I made a video on Wandavision, to so check that out. And so yeah, this is the end of the uh, episode, uh, the podcast. I really, I really hope you liked it. And uh, well, if you want to know where I can be found, I have I'm on Instagram D with P Underscore Draws, and I am also on Wattpad. Uh, all the links are in my youtube channel so go to my youtube channel and then you'll see all the links of all my wattpad where i write my sh- short stories and uh, i'm also on a couple other podcasts as well so all the links will be found in my youtube channel so just go there and you know uh, look it up there and you'll find it uh so yeah this is the end and uh, see you in the next podcast where, we, where we're we going to be talking about the next spider-man issues so yeah uh and uh and i don't know how to conclude this but uh, have a nice day and uh, keep reading comics <laughs>